Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The following program is brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio. Begin to be poured out upon all men. <laughs> this is that spoken by the prophet Joel. This is that spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, I pour out my spirit, saying, Bob, the Tell It Like It Is radio show. Good to have you with us tonight. We are broadcasting live Sunday, November 28th, 2021. Hope you had a good Thanksgiving. Uh, We had a nice Thanksgiving, and I did eat a lot of food, but it's good to be with you tonight in this live broadcast. If you're listening to this later on a podcast, you'll figure that out. But tonight is Sunday night, 
the um, November 28th, 2021. If you're tuning in for the very first time, I'm broadcasting live from the studios of KDIX AM radio station in downtown Dickinson, North Dakota. And you could be listening directly to the AM radio tonight, or you could be listening online through KDIX's website, or we are being picked up by Holy Ghost Radio Channel 2. And Holy Ghost Radio is a great site I would recommend for you to get. It's got all Acts 238 preachers and teachers. Now tonight, uh, just to let you little know a little bit more who I am, I'm, I'm the pastor of the New Life Pentecostal Church here in Dickinson, North Dakota. And we have services every Sunday, every Wednesday. We have other things going on out through the week. We've got some daughter churches in the area and other churches that we're affiliated with that are close by in this southwestern and western part of North Dakota. You can also, tonight you can be part of the broadcast. You can text me, 701 701-290-7862. Let me know you're listening, how you're listening, where you're listening from, and... Um, that's what I need to know. I don't want your money. I just want to know who's listening. We've got a bunch of people texting tonight. Uh, so far, we've got <coughs> Brother Griffith from Great Falls, Montana, faithful listener. Congratulations to James and Jody. They just got married yesterday, and they're on their way uh, through South Dakota right now. And they just are just brand-new married couple, and they're uh driving tonight, and they're listening to the Tell It Like It Is radio show. Good to have you guys listening. I think his parents are with them, if, if I'm correct on that. We've got, um, let's see, who do, oh, we've got the Millers listening in Gulva, or no, excuse me, Beach, they're listening. Uh, we've got uh, Lori in South Hart listening, Tina in Kildare. Uh, Brother Greg Bowles is listening tonight from the hospital in Grand Forks, and he's been, he's been real sick, so... Um, He's said he just texted me. He's doing better, hoping to go home on Tuesday now. Lord Jesus, we ask you to touch Brother Bowles and just heal him. Lord, help his oxygen levels to rise and just be with him tonight in Jesus' name. Thankful that he's listening. Sister Yvonne listening in Bowman and Marin also listening in Bowman. Sister Bretz is listening up in Kildare. Brother Jones is listening in Minneapolis area tonight. So we've got a bunch of people listening, texting me already, 701-290-7862. You can also email me, robertsimons58 at gmail.com, robertsimons58 at gmail.com. I'll try to check those two while I'm on the air. I didn't bring my guitar in the studio. We'll be playing a little music, kind of to fill in so I can catch my breath and look at my texts. Tonight, uh, we had um, several visitors in church again with us today, and I'm excited um, I'm excited to um, report that just seems like we every service, just about, we always have, um, we have people, um, Uh, somebody's li- instead of telling me how they're listening, they're listening with their ears. That's pretty funny. I like that. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> that's great. Uh, that that's from somebody whose last name is Stoner, and uh, they're 
listening with their ears. So they're not, they didn't want to tell me if they were listening on the radio or they were listening on the internet, but they're actually listening with their ears, which is a good way to listen. (coughs) But anyway, as I was saying, it's been exciting to uh, be the pastor of this New Life Pentecostal Church in Dickinson. Of course, several years ago, we purchased the upstairs of the former Elks building, and that and now we've also purchased more of the building, so um, just excited about what God's doing. We've got a beautiful facility for church, for uh, meetings, for just everything. Um, we've got a building that will, even the way it sets now, will seat 500 people, and um, we don't have it filled up yet, but we're excited about it and believing God is going to give us great revival in this last day. Now, tonight, I want to predicate what I'm saying by, number one, this is what I talked about in our church service again today, so if you were in church today, you may um, find this to be repetitive in some ways, but then number two, what the subject I'm talking about, I believe, is is uh, it really does predicate revival, true spiritual growth, and this will be and as many of you know that I, I don't want to fit into the box of radio preachers, this is not your standard radio preacher, TV preacher, internet preacher type message. Um, not necessarily talking about a feel-good thing here tonight, but we're going to talk about becoming good. And once you become good, you can start to feel good. That's just the way this works. There's no other way around it. Uh, to get confidence with God, you've got to live right. You've got to do right. And without that, you're not going to get anywhere with God, and you certainly won't have true confidence and comfort in the Holy Ghost. I want to turn your attention to 1 John chapter 3, verses 5 through 10. 1 John is possibly one of the simplest and easiest to understand books in the whole Bible. The... Um, uh, you know, it's just very simple. In fact, I find myself sometimes laughing out loud when I read 1 John, although the topic I'm talking about tonight is not really funny, but it's just the plainness of it. Now here we start in verse 5 of 1 John chapter 3. And you know that he was manifested to take away our sins, and in him is no sin. And so this is certainly talking about Jesus and how he came into this world to take away our sins. Verse 6. Whosoever abideth in him sinneth not, and whosoever sinneth hath not seen him, neither known him. Little children, let no man deceive you. He that doeth righteousness is righteous, even as he is righteous. See, that's the simplicity that I'm talking about. Verse 7, if you do righteousness, you are righteous, even as he is righteous. Verse 8, He that committeth sin is of the devil, for the devil sinneth from the beginning. For this purpose the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. Whosoever is born of God doth not commit sin, for his seed remaineth in him, and he cannot sin because he is born of God. In this, and verse 10 is where really I want to bring your attention to tonight, In this the children of God are manifest, and the children of the devil. Whosoever doeth not righteousness is not of God, neither he that loveth not his brother. 
And so this is some pretty simple stuff tonight, but it's going to be pretty hard-hitting, I think. You know, there's a lot of religious um, gobbledygook out there, or gobbledygook, I'm sorry. I always called it gobbledygook. And I looked it up, I spell-checked it. It's G-O-B-B-L-E-D-Y-G-O-O-K, gobbledygook. And um, (laughs) you know what gobbledygook is, right? Well, gobbledygook is just a bunch of nonsense. And there's a lot of religious gobbledygook out there, much false teaching about righteousness and what it means in the New Testament. Some Christian teachers seem to think that it's wrong to be righteous or it's wrong to try to be righteous or people say, aren't you righteous? And they don't say it in a nice way. They, they mean bad by it. There's false teaching out there about what some of these scholars call imputed righteousness. <coughs> like it's, it's imputed to us when we're born again of the water and of the Spirit and we take on Jesus' righteousness, which I believe all of that, But the next thing they say is that it may not show up on the outside of a person. So don't judge me by my actions and my appearance because I might be righteous on the inside, just not on the outside. Now, the clear reading of Scripture is always the best way to understand Scripture. And it doesn't get any clearer than it does in 1 John 3, 7. Little children, let no man deceive you. Don't let your favorite internet preacher deceive you. Don't let your favorite TV preacher deceive you. Don't let your favorite radio preacher deceive you. Don't let anybody deceive you. He that doeth righteousness is righteous. Get it? Like, you got to do it. You got to do righteousness to be righteous. It's not just some mystical thing that's imputed to you. Um, Now, let me just, you know, I better explain this just a little bit. When, you, when you've lived a life of sin and you come to God and you've repented of your sin and you're, you've been baptized in the name of Jesus for the forgiveness of sins and you receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, his righteousness is imputed to you. Your sins are washed away and now you look right to God because of the sacrifice that Jesus made on Calvary. All of your past sins are gone. I'm talking about what you're doing now. You know, what you're doing at this time, since then. You know, don't let anybody lie to you. He that doeth righteousness is righteous. You know, 1 John um, 3 and verse 10, it says, In this the children of God are manifest, and the children of the devil. Like, that word manifest... In, in Greek means it's it's um, it to show or to exhibit. It's it's easy to tell. It's evident. Like the the children of God are evident, and the children of the devil are evident. Number one, it says, "Whosoever doeth not righteousness is not of God." And we'll get to number two here in a minute because it talks about neither he that loveth not his brother. So, child of God or child of the devil, which one are you? Well, according to this scripture, it's easy to tell. Isn't that crazy? Now, certainly John was writing to believers here, so we understand that the people he was writing to were people 
that knew about the born-again experience, being born of the water and of the Spirit, Acts 2.38. But he was saying there's more evidence to be being a true believer than just being baptized in Jesus' name or just speaking in tongues when the Holy Ghost came. There's more evidence of that. And this radio show tonight is for two reasons. Number one is we we, we got to get rid of this religious gobbledygook. I mean, this this the, the New Testament is very clear about righteousness. I mean, it's very, it's crystal clear about righteousness. I mean, Paul listed a whole bunch of sinful activities, and then he said, and such were some of you. Like, we're not this anymore. We should be living in victory over sin. I didn't say I was perfect, and I didn't say that you you are perfect. But I, I am telling you this, we can have victory over sin. We don't have to lie. We don't have to drink. We don't have to curse. We don't have to... Um, you know, be immoral. No, we don't have to. There's power to become the sons of God. And it's evident, it's manifest, it shows itself on the outside of a person what's on the inside. Jesus said it like this in Luke chapter 6 and verse 44, every tree is known by his own fruit. For of thorns men do not gather figs, nor of a bramble bush gather they grapes. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is good, and an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is evil. For of the abundance of the heart his mouth speaketh. So this verse was saying that what's on the inside shows up on the outside. So when people say, well, don't judge me by the outside. I I don't know what they do with Jesus' words in Luke chapter 6. Because he's saying what's on the inside is what is on the outside. It comes out on the outside. See, that's why the born-again experience changes the inside so that the world can see the outside and know that you've been born again. It's not that you're trying to be good to be born again, but when you become born again, you become good. And it's evident. And that's what John is simply saying in 1 John chapter 3 and verse 10. In this, the children of God are manifest and the children of the devil. Whosoever doeth not righteousness is not of God. Text me tonight, 701-290-7862. Everybody's children were fed Cause Jehoshaphat studied the word of the Lord And did everything he said But out of the east came an army one day After Jehoshaphat's goal They were marching right straight to Jerusalem And Jehoshaphat soon was told 
So he called all the people together And everybody fasted and prayed The Lord God answered the people And said there's no need For you to be afraid Because the battle is mine tomorrow It's not yours and it's not the king's And all you gotta do is just stand and watch To see the salvation I bring Just believe that what I've told you Is exactly what I'm gonna do And go out tomorrow against them now Because the Lord's gonna fight for you Great jumping Jehoshaphat Well the army rose early next morning They marched on out with the king Jehoshaphat chose some singers And they told those singers to sing And they praised the beauty of holiness Instead of shouting out a battle cry And all the way down to the enemy's camp They sang to the Lord on high They were singing Praise ye the Lord His mercy endures forever and ever Praise ye the Lord His mercy endures forever and ever Praise ye the Lord His mercy endures forever and ever Praise ye the Lord our God me all turn around They started into killing each other, you know Till they all laid dead on the ground And the riches and the jewels that they left behind It took them three whole days to haul The children of Judah all praised the Lord Cause he saved them one and all They were singing Praise ye the Lord His mercy endures forever and ever Praise ye the Lord His mercy endures forever and ever Praise ye the Lord His mercy endures Shout the salvation of God Cause he'll win that battle for you Praise ye the Lord His mercy endures forever and ever Praise ye the Lord His mercy endures forever and ever Praise ye the Lord His mercy endures forever and ever Praise ye the Lord our God His mercy will never end Praise ye the Lord His mercy endures forever and ever Pastor Bob, the Tell It Like It Is radio show, good to have you with us tonight. That's an old Don Francisco song about called Jehoshaphat. Good to have uh, people texting me, good to have the Redmonds listening. Uh, Brother Perry Redmond is our adult, main adult Sunday school teacher in our church, and he, it's to me very, very interesting. Some of the scriptures that I may, I may bring out tonight are, that I brought out in church today are the exact scriptures he used in his teaching, and we had no idea we were going to be using the exact scriptures, not even a clue. He had no idea what I'm going to be preaching. I had no idea what he was teaching. We hadn't had a chance to talk before church. And so, um, I don't know, things like that are always so interesting to me, and even just kind of uh, more than interesting. Just These are not coincidences especially to use two of the same exact scriptures that are not common scriptures 
you know, out of all the scriptures in the Bible. Anyway, good to have the Redmonds listening. Those are some good people. Uh, everybody else that's listening, glad to have you. Text me if you're listening, 701-290-7862, or email me, robertsimons58 at gmail.com. We're talking about 1 John chapter 3, verses 5 through 10, and how easy it is to tell the children of God versus the children of the devil. Number one, the children of God do righteousness. The children of the devil doeth not righteousness. You know, we're not talking about, you know, some radio doctor saying do the right thing and not letting you know what it is. It's not just doing the right thing and in your own opinion the right thing, but doing the right thing, right and wrong, good and evil, is based on a clear understanding of the New Testament Scripture. And I believe in the entire Bible. Don't think I'm eliminating the Old Testament. We're going to read some Old Testament stuff tonight. But the New Testament clarifies the Old Testament. It, it, the New Testament explains the Old Testament. The um, We've got a, I just got a text from our missionary to Honduras tonight. Well, Mark Schreckheist just texted me. He said, please pray for Honduras. At this point, the communists are ahead in the election. It, it was their election day today, so they're <coughs> tallying, tallying up the votes. Let's just take a second and pray for them. Lord Jesus, we ask you to touch the country of Honduras tonight. I pray, Lord, that your will will be done here. Lord, I pray that you help us, whoever wins this election, to keep an open door for Brother Shrekheis and the Acts 238 missionaries that are there and the, and the people there. We just pray in Jesus' name. Um, just thought I better do that while we were on on the air. So you've got to do what's right and what's and you can't do what's wrong according to Scripture. And I, I'm just going to bring up a couple things. Number one, honesty. Honesty, dishonesty is a big deal to God. Reading in the news this uh, past few days. In San Francisco, uh, there have been mobs of people that have broke into retail stores, broke windows, just, you know, in plain view, stole all kinds of things um, without any regard to the law. They just came in and stole things. In Los Angeles, the same thing just happened. Minneapolis. A little closer to home here. <clears throat> they they broke into about eighty people. Broke into I don't know how many stores there, and even pepper sprayed people that tried to stop them. What what's going on in our country? See these this is acts of unrighteousness. You cannot be righteous and steal. You can't be righteous and cheat. You can't be righteous and lie. Dishonesty is a big, big, big deal to God. Deuteronomy 25 and 15 says, But thou shalt have a perfect and a just weight. A perfect and a just measure shalt thou have, that thy days may be lengthened in the land which the Lord hath give, thy God hath giveth thee. 
And then it goes on to say that people that don't do that and all that do unrighteously are an abomination unto the Lord thy God. You see, doing what's right, and in this case I'm just singling out being honest, is a big deal to God. It really is. You know, uh, Leviticus 19.35 says, do not use, this is the NLT version, do not use dishonest standards when measuring length, weight, or volume. Your scales and your weights must be accurate. Your containers for measuring dry materials or liquids must be accurate. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt. So God is very, very interested in our honesty. And the children of God, you can tell them because they're honest. They don't steal. They don't cheat. They're not sneaky. And the children of devil, the devil, um, those things don't bother them so much. Some people think that lying is okay as long as you don't get caught. Some people think lying about your taxes is okay. They don't want to pay taxes, so they don't think it's bad to lie on their taxes. I, I disagree with that. I don't like paying taxes either. I, I don't necessarily think the government is using our money wisely. But that doesn't mean I can lie on my taxes. Just because you don't get caught doesn't mean that God doesn't see it. You know, there's a lot of lot of thievery going on on job sites, at workplaces. People steal things, not just like major embezzling, taking home things that don't belong to them, different things like that. You know, there, there's a, you know, this Galatians chapter 6 and verse 7 says, Be not deceived, God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. In other words, it's going to come back around to you. You know, we, what would be one of the most terrible things is to appear like, try to be like one of the children of God and secretly you're sneaking. But it'll come out. For sure, it will come out, and maybe even on Judgment Day it will come out. Galatians 6 and 7 in the J.B. Phillips version where it says, Be not deceived, God is not mocked. J.B. Phillips translated that you can't make a fool of God. You're not going to make a fool of God. So, Number one tonight, you've got to do righteous to be righteous. And righteousness is a sign of the children of God. That's why there's no such thing as an undercover Christian. You know, like, look like, talk like, act like, you know, a non-Christian, but secretly be a Christian and then say, don't judge me. You know, only God sees my heart. 
absolutely right. Only God sees your heart. The rest of us see everything else about you. And what the Bible says is what's in your heart comes out on the outside. So true, God only sees your heart, but give us enough time and we'll see what's in that heart. This is clear Bible teaching. You know, man looketh on the outward appearance, but God seeth the heart. That's so true. But man can see what's in the heart eventually by the outward appearance. (coughs) That's what Jesus said. You'll know them by their fruit, both in the book of Matthew and in the book of Luke, he said that. Like, you'll know them like a person that tells lies is a liar. A person that steals is a thief. A person that cheats is a cheater. So, oh, no, not on the inside they aren't. doesn't matter what, what they think is going on on the inside, but it's on the outside. Now, I'm going somewhere with this, and I'm not trying, just trying to make people depressed tonight. You say, well, sure enough, Pastor Bob said I'm a loser. I'm going to hell. And that's not the way we're going to end this program. Text me tonight, 701-290-7862, or email me, robertsimons58 at gmail.com. And we've got Tim, did I say Tim listening already in North Carolina? Good to have Tim listening tonight. Here's some Bill Farron stuff.
texted him while I was playing said you need to put out some more music that is some good lyrics top quality music and good singing and um, just music with messages to it uh, better than most Christian music I've ever really listened to or heard and I'm and I am I, I lo- I'm a music lover I really am just uh, before we get back to the program tonight, I want to just promote something. Uh, Charles Robinette, who has been on this program a couple different times, he's an evangelist that travels all over the world, has been a missionary to Germany. He's got his book out called Radically Apostolic, The Reality, the Journey, and the Reward of the Call of God. If you want a link to get that book, uh, text me, 701-290-7862, and I can get that to you, that link. It's called Radically Apostolic by Charles Robinette. As I said, he's a, a person that's been on this radio broadcast and, and is um, uh, comes to our Bismarck, the Sanctuary Church in Bismarck, um, I think just about every year. It does like a tent meeting and different things of man that's very powerfully used. So um, I may try to remember to mention that more often here too. I'd like to help him with, with this book. Tonight we're talking about First John chapter, Pastor Bob the Tell It Like It Is radio show, First John chapter 3, verses 5 through 10, and how verse 10 said, you can tell the children of God, you can tell the children of the devil, whosoever doeth not righteousness is not of God, and number two, neither is he that loveth not his brother. So you've got to do what's right, and you also have to love your brother. And if you do those two things, and you've been born again of the water and of the Spirit, there's a good chance you've got the goods. Um, real good chance. The main thing, main theme of First John is to love your brother or sister, whichever way it fits. 
1 John 3.14, we know that we have passed from death unto life because we love the brethren. He that loveth not his brother abideth in death. You'll never be right if you don't love your brother or sister. You never will. Uh, there's no way around it. There's I, I, I can't sneak under it. I can't slip around it. You know, there is doing what's right and loving your brother and sister, and I'm not talking just about your natural brother and sister here, talking specifically those that are in the kingdom of God and then everybody else too. You know, this this is a sign that you've got the goods. Jesus, in Matthew chapter 5, Jesus was a revolutionary teacher. He um, he was God made into a man, so he was the God inside of Jesus was the Father. And so when Jesus walked on this earth as a man, he was both God and man. But his teaching on the Old Testament was revolutionary. Like in Matthew chapter 5 and verse 38, he said, you've heard it said an eye for an eye, so on. But in verse 39, but he said, But I say unto you, whosoever shall smite thee on the right cheek, turn to him the other also. Now I realize not often do we get slapped in the face. And it's not very fun if you ever have got slapped in the face. But this is not just talking about being physically slapped in the face only. No, it applies to that. But it probably is more talking about when people hurt your feelings. Even Pastor Bob gets his feelings hurt sometimes. I don't like to admit it. I hope I don't tell people you hurt my feelings. I I don't want to be one of these oversensitive people. Being oversensitive is a sign of selfish. Everybody's hurting your feelings all the time and that's a sign of a selfish person. I don't want to be that person, but but occasionally, I suppose, you could get your feelings hurt and you're not a sensitive person. All of us know what it is to have our feelings hurt. You know, sometimes parents hurt, hurt their children's feelings. Sometimes spouses hurt their, you know, husbands hurt their wives' feelings. Wives hurt their husbands' feelings. And one of the signs of a true believer is that they love their brother. So what does that mean? Is love just something on the inside? Like some people think righteousness is just on the inside. No, love shows up on the outside. You can tell that people love their brother or sister. What is the biblical approach when somebody hurts your feelings? Because the answer to that solves probably the biggest problem in families, businesses, churches. You know, um, the devil can't win a straight-on battle with God's people. So what he tries to do is get them fighting with each other. And when somebody hurts your feelings, 
your tendency is to hurt their feelings back. That, that's what we want to do. But you see, that's not what loving your brother or sister is all about. When somebody hurts your feelings, let me tell you what the Bible says. 1 Peter chapter 3, verses 8 and 9. He says this, Finally, be ye all of one mind, having compassion one of another. Okay, so be compassionate to each other. Love as brothers. And be pitiful, like be show pity to people. Be courteous. You know, cur- courtesy. And then notice this in verse 9. I'm going to hang out here for a minute. Not rendering evil for evil or railing for railing. But contrawise... On the, you know, on the contrary, blessing. So when somebody hurts your feelings, he said, don't hurt their feelings back. When somebody yells at you, he said, don't you yell back at them. I could solve a lot of marriage problems with this right here if people would just listen to this verse. 1 Peter 3, 9. Not rendering evil for evil or railing for railing. You see, what I'm speaking about tonight is so important because to get right with God, we've got to understand that we're not right with God. You know, people are mean to other people. People are inconsiderate of other people, and they may still think they're right with God. But not according to 1 John. And so tonight I'm, I'm speaking about lying, stealing, sneaking around, and hating people. Why am I preaching about this? Well, I'll tell you why, and I just said it, that to come to God, even to make the first step to God, we've got to become honest. You're not going to ask forgiveness for for your sins if you don't even know you're a sinner. This religious gobbledygook that I started out talking about, that's been my favorite word for this broadcast, gobbledygook, of that somehow this is all on the inside and it doesn't show up on the outside, doing righteousness and loving your brother and sister shows up on the outside. If you are not doing that, you're not right with God. Period. And I've got authority to say that because of 1 John chapter 3, 5 through 10. If you don't do what's right and you don't love your brother or sister on the outside, like showing them that you love them, you're not right with God, that's a scary place to be. But as my pastor, David Walters, used to say, the most beautiful word in the English language is the word repentance. You can repent and get right with God. The good news is that God wants you to. He's not. He may be angry with you, but he's not so angry with you that he doesn't want you to get right with him because he loves you. Ever been angry with your kids? Still loved them. I have. 
Repentance is the most beautiful word in the English language. What does it mean? It starts out with realization. Like, I am wrong. I'm not right with God. And then it goes next to owning up. Like, this is my fault. I am the one that is acting like this. I'm the one that did this. Get the self-defense stuff out of your head. It doesn't matter how other people treated you. What are you doing? Self-justification is one of the, the hardest things to help people through. Many, many years ago when we were in our old church building, there was a man that was coming to the services that was full of bitterness. I mean, it just poured out of him when he talked. And one day he came up to the altar for prayer, and I laid my hands on his shoulder and I said, Lord, I pray that you just help him get over this bitterness. And he turned around and he got really mad at me. Now this is the front of the church. And he said, you'd be bitter too if your family did to you what they my family did to me. See, he was justifying his bitterness by his ideas of what other people had done to him. There's no repentance in that. Repentance is a realization. It's owning up. And then it's telling God, confessing to God. Now, he already knows. Believe me, he knows. <laughs> you, you may not know, but God knows that you're wrong. But then you tell him, and you cry out, for forgiveness. God, this is what I've done, and I'm sorry. And then the final step in repentance is to turn away from sin. See, this radio show tonight is a is talking, I'm talking about the steps you need to do to get right with God. And I don't care if you're a Catholic, Lutheran, or going to a Pentecostal church. I don't care. It doesn't make any difference to me at this point. Because even before you can be baptized correctly, even before you can receive the Holy Ghost for real, not just fake, you've got to become right with God. You you have to. Without repentance, you're not going to be able to go any farther with God. And repentance starts with honesty. Repentance isn't sneaky. Repentance doesn't really have ulterior motives. Repentance is like being naked towards God. You know, this it's and that's why repentance is truly the very first step towards God and salvation, because Repentance, the realization that I'm not doing righteously or I don't love my brother. Those, according to 1 John chapter 3 and verse 10, those are the two big sins, sounds like to me. Living unrighteously and hating your brother. Sounds like those are the two big ones to me. You Bible scholars out there, am I right on this? 
See, I pastor a Pentecostal church. We believe in the phenomenal. We believe in, in people speaking in tongues when they receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. We believe in worship. We believe that people should run the aisles and shout and, and, um, and, you know, shout unto the Lord with the, with the loud voice. And, you know, I mean, we play our music loud and worship the Lord with our music. And I mean, all those things I believe. I, I do. I, I believe, um, that there should be, um, you know, um, manifestations of the spirit. I, I believe that there should be miracles and healings and, and so on. But, and I feel the pressure as a Pentecostal pastor to try to, you know, make that happen, like kind of hype it up. I feel the pressure. I, I Sometimes I'm around other Pentecostal pastors that are just so good at getting people to worship or even really good at praying people so they receive the Holy Ghost. I'm for that. <coughs> I really am. I, I just... Everything inside of me is for that. But what I don't want to do is I don't want to move past this part unless we've checked the boxes. Without true repentance and a desire to do what's right, you're not going to truly be filled with the Holy Ghost. Or you won't truly stay filled with the Holy Ghost, and there's no reason to get baptized at that point because you're not ready to get baptized if you don't, without true repentance and a desire to do what's right. True repentance will bring a desire to do what's right in you. If you don't have a desire to do what's right, you haven't repented yet. This is pretty tough stuff. But I feel strong about it. Micah chapter 6 and verse 8 says, He hath showed thee, O man, what is good, and what the Lord doth require of thee, but to do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with thy God. And so, and that verse covers, it adds one more thing that I didn't talk about, and that's to walk humbly with our God. But that verse um, (coughs) tells us that to do justly and to love mercy are the most important thing. Well, it's been good to have you on the air tonight. I want to just give out a little information uh, before we pray. We have churches in the area. We've got our church. Just going to tell you how this goes. The next service in this area is at the our church in Beach, which is at the Beach Community Center, Tuesday nights at 730. We are still working on that new building that we're building out there, and they'll eventually have a Sunday service on Wednesday nights. Here in Dickinson at 730-501 Elks Drive. 730 is a church service. Wednesday night in Beulah at the Truth Community Church, 223rd Street Northwest in Beulah. Their service starts at 7 and on Sundays at 1030. Then we have a church in Bowman on Thursday nights on 18 North Main in Bowman and also at 1030 Sunday mornings. Dickinson has a men's Bible study Friday mornings at 6 a.m. at the church, 501 Elks Drive. Sunday school on Sunday mornings is at 10 a.m. and at 11 a.m. is our worship service. So these are ways that you can actually meet us, see us, 
be with us, so on. Just going to mention to you next week, we have Ben Simons going to be doing the radio show. He does that about once a week, and I've been hearing good comments on that, so I will not be on the radio for the Tell It Like It Is radio show next week. Thank you so much for listening. Lord Jesus, we pray for our listening audience today. I hope this has made sense to them. God, I hope that you can use this to help us to, as a springboard to really get to repentance, to see us, Lord, as we need to see us, especially perhaps I'm reaching out to somebody that's a religious person that's been deceived into thinking that righteousness and loving their brother doesn't have anything to do with their salvation. God, I pray that you'll help them to realize today, Lord, that it has everything to do with it. And that if they're not doing those things, they need to get those things taken care of. I just pray that you'll help us. Again, Lord, we pray for the situation in Honduras tonight, that you'll work in that situation. We just pray today in Jesus' name. Pastor Bob, tell it like it is radio show. We are going to leave the air here in a few minutes after this Bill Farron song. Thank you so much for listening. Appreciate all of you that do listen. Many of you are faithful listeners. Many of you that listen never text me or call, but I know that you're listening because I find out in other ways. I appreciate that, too. God bless, and uh, like I say, next Sunday night, 806 Mountain Time, Ben Simons will be the one with the Tell-Electric Picked me up and made me whole Turned my dark days into light So I'll try just a little harder Every day to please you Try a little harder Every day to be like you Jesus Sometimes I get confused Because the things I sometimes do Are just not right The good I want to do I don't the wrong I end up doing and it seems there is just no end inside so I'll try just a little harder every day to please you try a little harder every day to be like Times I walk along, I wonder where you are. Have I wandered far from home? At times I feel forsaken, I feel so far from you. But these feelings can deceive me. Lord, your word alone is true. So I'll try just a little harder.
Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The preceding program was brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio.